the Dallas Stars will try to shine brightly deep in the heart of Anaheim. That's right, the Stars come to town, and Dane Lewis is here to preview this two-game set. So let's hit it. Your Locked On Ducks, your daily podcast on the Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, everyone, to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, J.D. Hernandez, covering hockey for over a decade. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day. Don't forget, this podcast is free and available across all platforms, including Stitcher, Spotify, Odyssey, and a plethora of others. I'm on Twitter at StimpyJD. This show's Twitter is at LO underscore Ducks. And once again, thank you all once again for your continued support in making this your first listen of the day. So we got a show chock full of stuff previewing the two-game set coming up between the Dallas Stars and the Anaheim Ducks. The Ducks are currently riding a nine-game losing streak, and the Dallas Stars are trying ever so desperately to get into the playoffs with a wild card spot. Now, I know a lot of Ducks fans around here don't like Vegas, and they don't like losing. However, this could be a win-win. The Ducks could continue losing and further secure their lottery spent standing i guess there, there's that oh oh and there's there's the other thing what is that oh vegas could miss the playoffs so let's see what happens on these next two games and here we go i will be joined very briefly by dane lewis the host of locked on dallas stars let's get to that conversation right now welcome in everybody this is dane lewis host of locked on stars joined now by host of locked on anaheim ducks jason jd hernandez and uh, i know he has a special guest those of you watching on youtube can see uh jason how you doing today doing all right one one of the dogs here is just oh she's you know what she's tired of the ducks losing all these games nine <laughs> losses in a row might be 10 that's uh yeah and i mean they're playing the same opponent you know over the next two games so almost like a weird uh two game series in baseball or a back-to-back yeah. in the nba i know we saw that a lot last season in both the nhl and nba with the you know the the restructuring of the schedule and and conferences so you it's know like old times yeah yeah sort they, of a little bit of a nostalgia, I guess, if you will, for for these teams in the upcoming yeah. days, and maybe just uh, the NHL trying to make up for lost time because these teams, the Stars and the Ducks, haven't played since January 9th, uh, back in twenty twenty. Uh, you know, that's the last time they met up with the division realignment. So, you know, making up for lost time with this matchup and on a uh, Thursday's matchup as well. <laughs> it'll it'll be a fun throwback to playing Vegas twice in a row or Colorado twice in a row. Or Minnesota twice in a row. <laughs> not good memories. Yeah, no, yeah. No. Yeah, not not too much better where the stars were at with Tampa Bay, Carolina, uh, Nashville even was a was a struggle for us last year at times. So nice to finally be getting back to normal in the NHL this season, getting to play everybody, uh, the good and the bad. And I know that, you know, Anaheim's kind of in a, a weird spot right now. And kind of the first question I have for you about this team is what is, you know, been what is what have the new ducks kind of looked like after the trade deadline? I mean, Josh Manson, Hampus Lindholm, uh, just to name a few. I mean, several guys uh, gone and, and moved to other teams in return for prospects or draft picks. What is, what have the ducks kind of looked like uh, now that we're about a week removed from the NHL trade deadline? Uh, piecing together whatever players they have left. That's what that's what it's looked like. It's looked like there's been some weird 
usage. There's been some weird lineup combinations, especially related to Trevor Zegras, which might cost him the Calder Trophy, unfortunately. I mean, Dallas Eakins is putting Trevor Zegras on a line with Derek Grant, who's not exactly a first or second line player. And he's taking away all the face-offs from Zegras and kind of hindering that line. So that's been part of it, I guess. I guess the other part of it is now all these other scorers are gone. Who's going to come up? It's basically a lot of guys from the San Diego goals that have come up and played with the Ducks this season. I'm looking at goaltending. Lukas Dostal, who's been terrific with the goals. Josh Mahura, he's come. Simon Benoit. You have um, the former goals captain, Sam Carrick, who's been great with them. Vinny Letary, I mean, I could go on. It's just a few AHL guys rounding out the roster right now. That's what's going on. Yeah, I feel like that's got to be good experience. You know, at this point in the season, it seems like Anaheim is kind of, you know, falling out of the playoff race. But, you know, getting these AHL guys some experience at the top level uh, got to be beneficial for their development for the seasons to come, I imagine. For what it's worth, I mean, it'll be good for development in the long run because the new GM well, actually... The old GM, Bob Murray, actually used the term rebuild, finally used the term rebuild, (laughs) and then he's gone. So now you have new GM, Pat Verbeek, who is not messing around, and he said, no, we're going to either re-sign these guys or we're going to trade them because they're going to be free agents at the end of the season anyway. May as well get something out of that, and what the Ducks got was a plethora of draft picks this season and next season, so it's good for the future. I, I like where the team is going dot, dot, dot in two to three years for what it's worth. And you already have a young core with, you know, you have Trevor Zegras, Jamie Drysdale, Troy Terry is still very young. Sonny Milano is still young. You got a lot of really good players. And then you have up and comers like Drew Hellison. You have Jacob Perot, who has been terrific with San Diego, played one game with the Ducks this season, 11 minutes. That's it. 11 minutes in a game. And you put him on a line with Zegras and Milano for eight of those minutes. That's what dreams are made of. You had Perot, Zegras, and Milano in a line. And they looked really good for those eight minutes. And then Dallas Eakins did what he's been doing the last couple seasons. Yeah, that seems like uh, Milano and, and Zegras. I mean, it's hard to ask for you know better line mates on that, uh, that Anaheim roster for sure. So uh, it seems like, you know, frustrating as it is I, I totally agree just from what i know from the ducks this season which isn't a lot because believe it or not we don't get a whole lot of ducks broadcast out here in texas but you know they're just one of the teams that i continually look at and say you know they maybe you know aren't playoff team now but in the next few years uh they're certainly a team to be on the lookout for and i think this ducks team even earlier on in the year was was showing that with you know how tight the pacific has ended up being this season you know, it even San Jose was hanging tight for a little bit, but now yep. it's just kind of getting to that point in the year where teams are starting to separate themselves or, you know, or rise up or fall out just like Vegas. And I know, uh, of course, you guys involved with that whole Dodonoff trade that never actually ended up developing. What were kind mm-hmm. of your thoughts on that? Because I feel like we got a whole bunch of reaction from the Vegas side of things because it's an incredibly awkward situation. How did you view the trade that was not uh, with Dodonoff? Ah! <laughs> Could have had Dodonov and could have had another second round pick. But now we lose out on another pick. Ah, 
And then, oh, to top it off, to see Dodonov score the game-winning goal for Vegas. Yeah, good for the former Duck, I guess. <laughs> oh, well, now now we know. Now we know both sides of the story because, yeah, just one of the weirder, as if the, the trade deadline isn't chaotic enough, you throw in that storyline of, uh, you know, the 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 nitty gritty of of contracts and actually seeing a no trade clause actually come into effect. You hear that term all the time, but to yeah. actually see it get played out in, in such a weird, you know, a jam packed day already, just absolutely insane. And kind of shifting gear to to some of the guys you named a second ago, uh, and just kind of talking about their performance on the year. Troy Terry uh, leading the team in points right now. What have you liked from him overall this season? Obviously, like I said, leading the team in points, so the offensive production is there. But just for the Stars fans listening, getting prepared to watch this game, what is so special about him as a player? Well, these games are going to be important for Troy Terry because he's got 30 goals this season, the first time that a Duck has scored 30 goals in a season since the recently departed Ricard Raquel, who did it twice in a row, 2018-2017. So now Troy Terry is on that list. And he wants to get to 35, 40 goals because now it's starting to get into air that hasn't been seen here in Anaheim since the days of Corey Perry, since the days of Tamu Solani. Troy Terry is kind of a systematic player at times. But one thing that I've noticed with Troy Terry, he is playing with way more confidence, folks. You look at a guy that has not shown those numbers in previous seasons. He, in fact, spent some time with San Diego more or no more than three seasons ago. And to see the shooting percentage go up is great. But to see the confidence in his play is tremendous. He crashes the net a little bit more. He works his way around, I guess, around the slot area more to get those better opportunities. And not afraid to get in those areas. And also not afraid to bump elbows a little bit and get in the high slot. And also not afraid to take the shot. Two seasons ago, I could count on many hands the amount of where I said, Troy Terry, shoot the puck, and he just didn't do it. He would pass. I'm like, no, nah, Troy, what are you doing? Frustrating me. It, it was frustrating to watch. And last but season, there was some glimpses of him starting to take control. So I made the prediction back in October, maybe a week before the season started. I said, Troy Terry is going to bust out and score 25 to 30 goals this season. Yeah, it actually came true because I was that confident in the kid. I saw the kind of movement he was making. He actually got a little bit more muscle on him. And the skating ability looks better. So it's just the way he's looked. The confidence, big time reasons why I think Terry is going to be good, not just this season, but for a while. Yeah, that certainly seems to be the case. So like you look at his stats over the years, which you know obviously still has most of his career ahead of him. He's trended upward pretty much every single year and so i think this is a, a good sign for things to come of yep. course for the you know, the ducks organization and you know props to you for for noticing that potential and of, now you know you you nailed it right on the head a 25 to 30 goal season and if not more i mean there's definitely still a lot of time for him to get to that 35 40 goal mark especially uh you know with the help of guys on his team and uh the guys that he's playing with and that includes yep. the last guy i want to talk about of course uh Trevor Zegras, who I, who I feel like draws more attention just because of some of the plays he's made. He's a, a walking highlight reel, as many have described him. But kind of the same question. What's special about Zegras outside of you know the Michigan-type plays that we see from him? Just as a player, what has made him so special and has him in at least the conversation for the Calder Trophy? Well, let's see. 
Should we talk about the Michigan play? Should we talk about the flying Z? Should we talk about the fake Michigan that he had with the goals in Irvine? Can we talk about the toe lip goal that he scored against the rain in El Segundo? I mean, there's just so many. There was the play in the skills comp. Oh, you mean actual, you mean actual <laughs> fundamental hockey, <laughs> you know, before games, every time he does almost the same thing where he will do puck handling drills and he will do flipping drills and he will do sauce passes to anyone and everyone. So he puts in the work big time. And I want all like everybody watching this, like tell your kids that want to play hockey, always work on the fundamentals first because that comes in handy. And you could just go off of that. So that's part of it. And in his routine, he he does this during practice. He does it during warmth. Well, he'll kind of like do a fake Michigan or he'll do like a flip pass, kind of like that that flip pass over the net to Sonny Milano. He practices that, folks. He started practicing that last season in San Diego. He was practicing that two years ago in, in Harvard. Or not Harvard. Like a game at Harvard when Boston – was playing and i think i saw uh someone had posted this where it was a game at harvard and trevor z was was practicing that so this is nothing new folks it's just finally coming to fruition so that's what makes it special is the fundamentals and and the vision the vision is i think what makes him the most special he will be like that chess master that is three moves ahead where he will see he'll see troy terry on the rare occasion that Terry and Zegers play together, which isn't often, by the way, maybe once in a while this season, but to see him on a move with Vanilla Terry, for example, or most importantly, Sonny Milano, who we don't talk about enough, who's out right now, the connection between those two, they know where each other is at all times. And that's part of why I think makes that tandem very special and they should not be split up ever. Despite Dallas Eakins, don't split him up. Yeah, certainly sounds like a special player. And you love to see uh, the young guys, you know, being all about the fundamentals and and truly working to improve. I mean, it seems like he's already such a standout player. And even like you said before, he got to the NHL. But that that drive and that determination to continue to get better is a, a promising sign for a guy like him that's looking to be, you know, the face of the franchise or one of the faces of this franchise. So. I know, I imagine you're excited about that. And I know Anaheim Ducks fans probably also very excited for that. I'm excited. And this is going to sound mean. I'm excited once Dallas Eakins leaves. <laughs> this is the last year of his contract. I don't think he's coming back. The only thing that's holding Zegris back is Dallas Eakins, putting him on some weird lines or earlier this season. And especially last season, getting benched. Like, how could you bench one of the best young players in hockey? Luckily, it's not happening as much anymore. But earlier, even earlier this season, Zegers would spend an entire period on the bench. So I'm most excited about what's to come after this season. That's when I think Zegers is really, really going to shine. Yeah, that's a crazy part about it is if he's doing this now with the limitations what you know? What can he do without getting benched, without getting put on weird lines? So that's a, a exciting thing for Ducks fans and a terrifying thing for the other 31 teams around the NHL. But we're going to continue this conversation talking about these two teams ahead of tonight's matchup. But first, we're going to take a quick break uh, and say thank you to one of our sponsors. Yeah, let's talk about Bet Online. 
which is where the game starts. It's the one place that has you covered in the one place that we trust. They have more props, odds, and lines than ever before. And that includes March Madness, baby. And I don't know if you're a big college basketball fan, but it's the final four this coming week. And that will determine this year's national champion, whether it is Duke, North Carolina. It could be Duke and Mike Krzyzewski's final one. So, you know, Bet Online has all your sports info, the latest odds, contests. It has the spot for your latest developments, including podcasts and reviews. It's not just basketball. It's not just March Madness, baby. But it has boxing, hockey, baseball, by the way. Albert Pujols back with the Cardinals, the NBA. All those sports are there. And Bet Online is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information needs. And by the way, who do you have? in the final four next weekend, which of those four teams? I, at this point, I think Duke is uh, the team of destiny. They, they knocked out my team in Texas tech. And so now I'm at the point where I, Hey, go, go get coach K one last championship. And this is a big one. I mean, it doesn't get much bigger than Duke, North Carolina. You put it in the final four. I mean, it, it doesn't get much bigger than that. So I'm very excited to see how it shakes out. Villanova, Kansas, also a, a, a very intriguing matchup. Uh, you know, haven't seen too much from Villanova this year personally, but they're always a contender. So they're they're I think definitely probably the most slept on of the four, but going to yep. be an exciting final you know stretch of this tournament. Yeah, the odds aren't all that <laughs> that far apart right now. I mean, it really could be either of those four teams. But I'm this is the one time, the one time that I'm going to go for Duke just to get Coach K that last that last championship. Just one more. So. If you want to check out the latest lines, including March Madness, head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet Online is where the game starts. And by the way, Bet Online is the exclusive online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. And please gamble responsibly, folks. And by that, I mean maybe don't bet on the Coyotes, please. <laughs> don't bet on the Coyotes. Don't bet on the Habs. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what you would do if the Habs and the Coyotes played each other, though. That's a, a tough area to be in for sure. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, but we'll we'll, we'll flip the script now, and uh, I'll, I'll now field any questions you might have about this Stars team again. I mean, I feel like just so many questions could come from either side because these teams, like I said, haven't seen each other in over two years. I mean, so the biggest question right now has to be about the upcoming playoffs because the Stars are right there, right behind a team. Although on percentage points, they're right there. Uh, what do you think is going to be the biggest driving point to get the stars over the hump to the playoffs? Because they've got some guys that are out. They've got a guy that's out with mono. I mm -hmm. didn't think I would say that sentence, but that's a thing that happened. Um, what's going to be the turning point for the stars to get into the playoffs? Yeah. As of right now, the, the biggest, you know, determining factor for the Stars postseason success or even getting to the postseason has to be their power play. It started out this season not too great, but then in the middle of the season, it was like a top five unit in the league. And then as of late, really, you know, in the past month or so, uh, it's just dropped out of nowhere. And it's almost, you know, to the point I said on Monday's episode of Locked on Stars that I don't even get excited anymore when they go on the man advantage because the Stars can't enter the zone on the power play. And then even when they do, they just aren't smart with the puck. 
Uh, and, it, and it's just frustrating to watch because of, they have so many good offensive weapons and Pavelski, Hintz, Robertson, even Sagan, who's had uh, a nice turnaround to his season after the All-Star break. They just can't seem to get it figured out. And that, I think part of that is due to Miro and being out with Mono, like you said. He's been a guy that's typically on either that first or second unit, kind of gets shuffled around with John Klingberg. So that, that's going to be the biggest driving factor because the defense is always going to do what it does for the Dallas Stars. Always kind of been a defensive-minded team. The goalies... You know, Jake Ottinger has, you know, come along and been a really good story for the Stars this season. And then the addition yep. of Scott Wedgwood at the deadline from Arizona, one game in seems to be paying dividends. He shut down the Carolina Hurricanes the other night and stole a win from them. I think the Stars had like 15 shots on goal and won that game in a shootout. And he faced like 45 shots. So uh, he seems to be, you know, for when we gave up like a 2023 conditional third round pick for him. So, you know, there goes with, my with second Brady, question. Yeah. Yeah, Braden Holtzby being out, we seem to be fine there. So it's really going to come down to the offense overall, but especially the power play, because as much as Dallas seems to get penalized, which is tending to be about three or four times a game, uh, it's just inexcusable to go 0-4 on the power play in any of their games. So that's really going to need to be you know, the turning point and the driving factor for this team going forward. By the way, do I spy a Hiskinen jersey in the background there? Is that a current jersey? You do, yes. That is a, a current jersey that I got back in December. Uh, it was a, a birthday gift from my parents, so I got it. And he, you know, was playing fine. And then uh, next thing you know, he has mono. <laughs> yep. So you and I have something in common, by the way, which I guess I could talk about. Like, towards, well, we'll save the frivolity in the end. Um, but actually, my question was about Wedgwood because that's someone that I'd seen a lot of because I covered the American Hockey League, mm -hmm. and Wedgwood had played a lot of AHL hot hockey some down here with the tucson roadrunners yay and he looks good there too and you know good for him to get the opportunity for the stars right now um i i guess my question is how much confidence do you have in the trade yeah, uh, I mean, I feel like the Stars, going into the trade deadline, I didn't think they were really going to make any moves. And let, before Miro Haskinen got sick, they I thought they might move John Klingberg. Uh, there had been a bunch of rumors circulating his name. And so really just with that trade, I, I feel pretty confident going forward that, you know, if Braden Holtby isn't able to come back after this season, whether it's due to injury or he signs with another team, if the Stars can hold on to Wedgwood for not a whole lot of money, I think that that would be a pretty, you know, good situation for them. And obviously, they got Vlad Nemestikov as well from Detroit. He's only played two games. He's done fine. He hasn't, you know, put up anything, you know, big numbers. But he's also playing a middle six role. And the Stars have just been a top line heavy team all season. So yeah, Wedgwood. It's I was kind of nervous. I mean, because he's coming from Arizona, and so it's you look at the stats, but the stats aren't that great. But then you also have to take into account that he's got a Coyotes defense playing there. And so, and he also, and I say that he, uh, he shut down the stars the last time they, they played Arizona. And so, but the stars can make any goalie look good just because of their, uh, you know, inadequacies on offense throughout the season. So I, I'm pretty confident in him going forward. I think that that first game out for him, despite facing nearly 50 shots in his first matchup, I mean, he just made some unreal saves, really acrobatic, like highlight real saves that you'll probably see at the end yep. of the season and even going into the next that. You know, alongside Jake Ottinger, I think that that's a, a really good duo. And if this team can make it to the playoffs, I think there's a lot of confidence from the fan base, but also the team that as long as one of those two guys is between the pipes that the Stars have a chance to win just about any game that they're in. Which goes into one of my other questions. Assuming, assuming they make the playoffs and hopefully pass Vegas. By the way, we 
hate Vegas around here in Southern California. Like Kings fans, Ducks fans, we hate Vegas. So we're actually pulling for the stars right now. <laughs> there, there are a couple of fans on Twitter that said, "Do we, do we want to win these games? Like, do do we want to? Maybe if the Ducks lose, they'll get a better draft pick, and Vegas wins the playoffs. So it could be a win-win there." That's uh that doesn't sound too bad. Yeah, if, if the Stars can get four points out of these games, and you know, uh, they have two more road games after this in San Jose and Seattle, and get a good start to the road trip, you know, we win in that regard. But then, yeah, like you said, you guys get a chance at a better draft pick. Vegas potentially misses out on the playoffs. Va also helps, you know, move Vancouver a little bit down. They're starting to creep up after beating the Stars on Saturday. So, I, in yeah. my in my eyes, and it looks like your eyes too, everyone would win. Uh, people in Vegas and Vancouver might feel differently, but they're not here. To, to voice their opinions on that. But Vancouver is not ready yet. And Vegas, I could see on the slow descent to where they were supposed to be as a first-year expansion team, down in mediocrity, which is where Seattle is right now. I feel bad saying that. <laughs> um, my final question on this is, assuming they make, they make the playoffs, which goalie do you think will get the majority of the starts, and why is it Jake Ottinger? Yeah, you you took the answer right out of my mouth. It will be Jake Ottinger, one because he's earned it. I mean, he th this season has been so bizarre with goalies. It's it was one of the heavy talking points during training camp because at the time we had four guys on the roster. Ottinger started out in the AHL down with the Texas Stars because we thought yep. Ben Bishop was going to come back, Anton Hudobin was seemingly healthy, and then of course we had signed Braden Holtzby from Vancouver over the summer. So it was like, okay, Ottinger gets a year at the AHL to develop. Ben Bishop's eventually going to come back and do Ben Bishop things, but then that never really happened. He he played one conditioning game in, in the AHL and gave up eight goals and retired a few days later. Just his body can no longer play. And Anton Hudobin has now had season-ending surgery. Holtzby is now on the LTIR. So I, I think through all the adversity that Jake Ottinger has kind of had to tussle through this season, he's earned it in that regard, but also just with his play on the ice. I mean, there's been several games that the Stars have won or at least been competitive in because of his efforts. I mean, I, I don't think it's too far-fetched to say that, you know, even next season that that he could very realistically be a Vesna-caliber goalie. I think if he'd been playing from, you know, day one of the season, that he could be in that conversation if it weren't for Igor Shosturkin, uh, you know, because he's just been that good, which is insane because he's only 22 years old. Uh, but I think he's also benefited from having the mentorship of, Ben Bishop, Anton Hudobin, and Braden Holtby, who all have you know been deep in the playoffs and even in the Stanley Cup Finals before. Uh, not a whole lot of young goalies can have can say that they've had you know teachers like that within their organization to kind of show them the ropes. Yeah, I mean the development has been accelerated because I saw him play down in the AHL. Mm -hmm. uh, he looked fine in the AHL, and I could see I could see it there. Um, kind of similar to one of the Ducks' young goalie prospects and Lukas Dostal. And there's kind of that similar thing where Dostal is getting brought up with Gibson and Stolarz mentoring him as well. So it's good to see these young goaltenders. I would love to see Dostal play against Ottinger at some point. That would be a fun one to watch. Yeah, so, I and yeah, I think it could realistically happen at the NHL level pretty soon if if Dostal makes the jump here in the next you know year, two years, or whatever. I, I think that'd be really exciting. And that's that's the best part is. Uh, Ottinger's already gone toe to toe with a lot of the older veteran goalies in the league. There was a game against Chicago that ended in a one zero shootout against Mark Andre Fleury. He yep. and Connor Hellebuck have gone at it several times. Uh, Andre Vasilevsky, the one time we played Tampa Bay, it was it was fairly close up until the end, and Dallas had to pull Jake Ottinger. But he's shown that you know there's not a whole lot of fear of 
or intimidation from from goalies, you know, on the other side of the ice. He's always excited for for a new challenge and, you know, doesn't back down to anybody, which is admirable again for his age. I mean, he's younger than I am, which a lot of guys on the Stars roster are, uh, which is, you know, humbling a lot of times, but really, really why exciting you, and encouraging. Why do you think I always say hashtag let the kids play? I feel the same <laughs> way. <laughs> Yeah, no, no more of certain guys on the roster anymore. Um, we got to head and talk about some parts, yeah? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, we got to say thank you to another sponsor of today's episode, and that is, of course, Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts that you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning? And wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. You can save time and money when using Rock Auto. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer, and they are a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. They have everything that you could possibly need, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. You can go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Yeah. By the way, it is pouring rain. <laughs> Hence the I, uh... long sleeve and the beanie. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like uh, it, it's been hot and sunny here in, in, in Dallas, Texas. So the rain, you know, in this time of year, it'll come real quick and then it'll disappear. So that I, that was my assumption with, the, you know, like you said, the beanie and the long sleeve, that it probably wasn't all sunny skies in, in California today. It was 90 a week ago when it's 50 all of a sudden. <laughs> what the heck? That, uh, that's the month of March for you, I feel like. <laughs> Lousy smart weather. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I know uh, that, you know, we have two games coming up. And so we got we, of course, got to throw out some predictions for how we think this is going to go down. I know we kind of already teased the the ideal situation for all parties involved. But as we know, this is the NHL and we got to expect the unexpected. So how do you see these games shaping out? Sorry, Ducks fans. I think it's going to be 11 losses in a row. Dallas is just way more focused right now. I look at their recent games, and that was a big, big win against the Carolina Hurricanes the other day. That that game, I actually sat down and watched the end of it, and the way they kind of came together and pulled throughout the end, I thought that was a big-time win for them. Then winning against the Capitals, who are another playoff team, and beating the Oilers. Yes, there was that Vancouver loss, but those other three games that I mentioned – they're starting to come together at the right time. They've won, I want to say, three of the last four games. Hmm. So I think Dallas is going to win both games, but I think one of them goes overtime. So I think they're going to, unfortunately, I, I'm kidding. They're going to allow the Ducks <laughs> at least one point. So I say the Stars win one game, five to two, and the other four, three in overtime. All right. I I know the stars would definitely take that. I feel like this is one of those starts to the road trips. I know I mentioned that this is the start of a four game road trip for the stars out on the West Coast. So uh, RIP my sleep schedule. I think every game starts at nine. But regardless, I, I think it would be a success here in Anaheim if they can get out with at least three points, even if one of these games does go to OT. And 
you know, they maybe take a loss. I think three out of four points, definitely not bad against the team. Like you said, on paper that, that, that the stars should beat uh, just because of where they're at, what's at stake. And, you know, I, I do agree. The Vancouver loss looks bad. And also uh, the 4-1 loss is a little misleading because there were two empty net goals scored there. Yep. So you got to take that into account. But, I, yeah, you're totally right. The the team is seeming to come together at the right time. Those are three hard-fought wins before that Vancouver game. That, you know, on the road in Washington is always difficult. And then the Oilers, I mean, they have two of the best players on the planet. And then, you know, they had to come back and beat them. They were down 3-2 with five minutes left. And they ended up coming back and winning that game 5-3. And then, you know, the the Carolina game, like you said, uh, crazy how they came together in that one. I, I've made the argument that they probably shouldn't have won that game or even been in it. But I don't know Scott, how they won it. I, Scott Wedgwood is is how they won it. And Rope Hintz, he he scored yeah. two of the goals that tied the game. And, uh, you know, you, you definitely can live with that. And then Wedgwood went three for three in the shootout. So he's uh, he's definitely the the hero of that game. But you got to sprinkle in a little Rupe hence love because he's been hot as of late. And so I expect him to be one of the guys that steps up in these two games and hopefully, you know, at least record, you know, multiple points in each game, maybe, maybe two, uh, two or three. I know that can be, you know, hard to do, but I think also the stars, they've just been on the road almost the entire month of March. They've only had four home games and I think like 10 road games. So uh, I think that they've almost just grown comfortable playing away from home and then getting to play in the same city and not have to travel between games, I think will be beneficial for them. And so if they can get out to a hot start and win the first game, I think that they'll be, you know, they get that day off on Wednesday and then they'll come back Thursday and and hopefully still keep that same competitive edge and and come away from Southern California with two or four points. Uh, that's definitely the ideal situation because the Sharks gave us some trouble the last time we matched up. And so we need all the momentum we can get uh, going into that game for sure. Oh, you know, they're going to Disneyland on Wednesday. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> I, right there. I, I sure hope so. Yeah, I feel like, I mean, some of those guys probably still haven't been. We have some, you know, a lot of young guys on the team that probably haven't been in America for too long I'm and with everything shut down. Yeah, you may as well. Yeah, take the day off and, and go ride some roller coasters and eat a funnel cake or something. I, I haven't oh. been to Disneyland in a long time. I assume they have Someone's funnel cakes excited there. to be back. Oh, man. <laughs> this dog's hey, excited to be back. Do you have any better. predictions? Yeah, that's the prediction. I think I saw uh, Trevor Zegers with at least two goals across across both games there. So... We'll see. I am excited to get to watch him play. I feel like this will be like the first game I get yep. to to sit down and watch Zegris and and Terry and Milano kind of actually do their thing, not just highlights on on social media. So I am excited for that to kind of see the the future that's being built in Anaheim. Well, I mean, there's one unfortunate thing: Milano's hurt right now, so it might just you be Zegris. Mention, you mentioned that. Hey, I, I can to live with everything that. himself. Well, but I, hey, <laughs> Getzi's back. Getzlop is back. Oh yeah, yeah, that there's is true. That. And I've, yeah, I forgot you mentioned that the Milano will be out. So, unfortunately, I, I don't know how long he's out. I know the last game of the season for the Stars is against Anaheim back home in Dallas. So, I don't know if he'll be back in time for that or if he's done for the rest of the season. Yeah, I don't know. It'll be deep in the heart of Texas. <laughs> so, let's end on some frivolity here because um, I mentioned this earlier that we both have the same jersey. This, like, out Stars jersey. Yeah. Um, yours is also Jamie Ben. Was that out of choice or it was, it was, I already had like too many Tyler Sagan jerseys. And when I got it, it was kind of like, I didn't really know who else to get because Jason Robertson hadn't like broken out yet. Rope hints was still kind of like a, you know, what kind of potential does he have? Pavelski just feels weird because it's like, he's a star now, but he still very much feels like a San Jose shark long-term. Uh, mm -hmm. so yeah, Jamie, Jamie Ben by choice. And it's the only Ben Jersey I actually have. So, captain of the team it uh it only seemed fitting 
Um, would you believe I got that as a gift? That was one of the jerseys I was making the most fun of because I said it looked like a fluorescent highlighter the entire time. And I was making fun of that jersey for pretty much the entire year on the headset. Oh, it's one of the worst jerseys out there. It just looks too bright. It looks in the dark. It's probably radioactive. You could probably put it on top of radioactive in the Simpsons. <laughs> and that'd be your jersey. So I did it for a while. And then come the end of the season, and I get this bag. I'm like, what's in this bag? And then I look. I'm like, I look. I'm like, what? I'm like, why? I said, because you made fun <laughs> of it, I got you this as a gift. That's incredible. Hey, well, that's I mean, a free NHL a jersey is a blackout stars jersey. Hey, you have a free NHL jersey is a free jersey because those are those are expensive. So that's, uh, you know, uh, yeah, pretty interesting debacle there. Maybe I should uh, make fun of some jerseys it's, to other people and, and see what happens. <laughs> it's still, though. <laughs> I will say they look they look better when they're actually playing in them. I don't know if it's the lighting in the arena, but they, they look better when they're in action than they do like on your wall or even whenever they released the photos of them when they first came out. They, there was so much hype and promotion about the release day, and then they came out and everyone... They thought the same thing. They're like, it's just a green highlighter on a, a black canvas. Yeah. Yeah. And I've gone from hating them to tolerating them. That's where I'm at with the stars jerseys, those blackout ones right now. I'm like, okay, they're they're a thing they tried. It's it's very it's definitely different, which it's it was a breath of fresh air. And even the reverse retro, I feel like was the same way for the stars. Those were really nice. The the all white, but kind of the the throwback to the Madonna era Dallas Stars, kind of a, a good look. And I know they're bringing back reverse retro again next season, so I'm excited to to see what the designs are for all all the teams because there were some pretty clean looks across the league last year. I'm gonna say it. Don't hate me for this. Would it be if for the reverse retros they brought back the Mooderous jersey, but whites? No, the the fan base would love it. That that's what they were asking for with the first round of reverse retro. So we'll we'll see what happens. We'll see if the NHL has heard the cry of the people. <laughs> I guess. But for the Ducks, you got to bring back Wild Wing. You got to bring back the OG jersey. It's the best one. Oh yeah, yeah. Hopefully the the NHL just gets it all right for all all the teams. But someone's gonna get a someone's gonna get played. I don't know who it is, but. <laughs> Some, someone's going to get the short end of the stick. Absolutely. Once again, a huge thank you to Dane Lewis for crossing over with me. He's the host of Locked on Dallas Stars. His Twitter is at Dane double underscore Lewis. So be sure to check him out on Twitter and check out Locked on Dallas Stars as well. Make that your second listen of the day after making Locked on Anaheim Ducks your first listen of the day. Once again, thanks to Dane for coming out and crossing over. As we preview the upcoming two-game set at the Ponda, we have a game tonight at the Pond and a game on Thursday night at the Ponda. And if you guys are planning on going to the Pond on Thursday night, you could definitely hit me up. Uh, my personal Twitter is at StimpyJD. The show's Twitter is at LO underscore Ducks. And hey, you know what? I might show up there on Thursday. I mean, Trevor Zegers bobblehead night. Why not, right? And it's the Stars. And it's the Ducks. Could be a fun time had by all. So if you guys are heading out there, let me know. And let's have some fun rooting on the Anaheim Ducks. Also, this 
podcast is free and available across all platforms. And yeah, let's see what the Ducks do tonight versus the Stars. So once again, thank you all for your continued support. It is greatly appreciated. For Locked On Anaheim Ducks, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great rest of the day. Please continue to be safe out there, be kind to one another, and Ducks fly together.